When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is our Big 12 Media Day recap, Sooner style. Now, uh, we learned a lot. A Big 12 Media Day over the weekend, and I'm a big fan of the officiating press conference that takes place. I enjoyed hearing from the four new head coaches in the Big 12, and obviously Bob Bowlesby always gives us great perspective on the direction of the Big 12. If you want us to put together a pod with some of those highlights, hit me up on Twitter, at OU on the air. That's at OU on the air, and say, let's do it, and we'll put together some of the highlights from Bob Bowlesby. Uh, the officiating side of things and hearing from the opponents the Sooners will face in the Big 12 this year. But today's podcast is all about recapping the Crimson and Cream and their annual visit to Big 12 Media Days. We'll wrap the podcast up with a, uh, I guess you could say a one-on-one that Lincoln Riley did with a SiriusXM Big 12 Channel 375 crew. In fact, our boy Dusty Dvorak is part of that. That'll wrap up the podcast. Neville Gallimore uh, will join us a little bit later on, and we'll hear from Kenneth Murray and C.D. Lamb. But before that full-length Lincoln Riley interview, I kind of wanted to give some highlights from his press conference, which I thought was fantastic. These are 15-minute press conference settings, and instead of just laying out the entire 15 minutes, I thought we'd pick about five or six cuts that really stood out and really kind of gave us some great perspective on where this team is, how Coach feels about this team, and where it's headed. And we start with Lincoln Riley's opening statement. Uh, thank you, uh- uh, yeah, welcome everybody. What a great venue to, to host our Big 12 Media Days. Very fitting, and that it's uh, 
also the place that the Big 12 season will end as well. So a lot of, a lot of great memories in this building. Uh, always an exciting time of year. You know, this kind of signals the, the, the end of summer, but the, the, the start of a, a new upcoming season and one that we're very much looking forward to. Um, a lot of changes on our football team, obviously, that, that have really, I think, got us re-energized and really, really primed to make a run here in 2019. Uh, we'll start with our with the changes defensively, probably the biggest changes in our program, uh, bringing in Coach Alex Grinch as our defensive coordinator, also a couple of new position coaches, a new mentality, new scheme defensively. Uh, been excited about how that's gone uh, from this spring, even into this summer, how our players have responded, uh, and certainly, no, we've got to go prove it in the fall, but very eager to play great defense like should be like the, the kind of defense that we feel like should be played uh, at Oklahoma. So very much looking forward uh, to those changes in the results. Um, a lot of new faces on the offensive side of the football with uh, obviously having a, a new quarterback this year, uh, four new offensive linemen, but return quite a few skill guys uh, around those players. So. Uh, it, should, it should be a great year. We're, we're very, very excited about it and looking forward to, uh, to a new challenge with a new group. But that's one of the best parts about coaching college football. So I'm um, very thankful for the opportunity, again, to coach at this place and a chance to do it in, in one of the great conferences in America. So well, as you might imagine, a lot of questions centering around defense. And uh, as you can tell from some of the buzz, if you followed on Fox Sports Oklahoma, I thought all of the radio stations across Oklahoma, all the sports radio stations did a fantastic job covering this. Uh, we mentioned Sirius XM Channel 375. I mean, there is, there was tons of great Big 12 Media Day coverage, and obviously a ton of questions about the defense. So when Lincoln Riley was asked about, all right, where, where do we need to see improvement? Where are those benchmarks where things need to get better? What are we doing during the summer? Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I think for us it was – you know, first in spring football, uh, getting kind of a baseline of schematically what we want to do, uh, but more importantly, starting to understand the mentality that that we want to play with defensively. And I think Alex and his staff uh, have done a, a great job setting the foundation with that for our players. And then when you get to summer, you know, you only get eight hours a week with these guys, you know, which is which is not very much. And so you've got to they've got to know what they need to work on. And that's and so a lot of spring for us was educating them on things that we need to do to get better. You can't get it all done at once. It is a step-by-step -step process, and we do have to get better at it each day. But I think our guys had a, a pretty good concept of the things they needed to improve on, both from a mentality standpoint, a physical standpoint, and then just schematically learning and understanding what we want to do. So by all accounts, it's been, you know, they've made a lot of progress. I know it's a... It's a very hungry group, you know, defensively. I mean, there's a lot of guys in that group that have played a lot of ball and are eager to play their very best ball. So from the defensive questions to the Jalen Hurts questions, it almost seemed as if it became national outrage that Lincoln Riley hasn't named Jalen Hurts his starting quarterback yet. Keep in mind, Kyler Murray wasn't named the starting quarterback last year until 11 days before the opener. And then again, there was the Baker Mayfield when he was named the starting quarterback, quarterback derby against Trevor Nye, that was about 10 or 11 days before the opener. So th this is this is nothing new. But obviously the question from Joey Helmer, who covers the Sooners, I thought was fantastic. And that is the challenge for Jalen going from the system he knew at Alabama to what he has to know at Oklahoma. And then add to that those lofty expectations when you're replacing back-to-back -back Heisman Trophy winners and number one picks. It's, yeah, it's been it's certainly been different. You know, he brings a lot of great game experience that that Baker and Kyler did not have. 
when they got here, uh, but also doesn't have as much experience in the system. It, it has been a little bit quicker, but it's it's been fun. He's he's been eager. There's been things that we do that he's been able to trace back, uh, you know, kind of the roots to to different things that he's done at Alabama or even in high school. So uh, it's not like you're starting from scratch, uh, but it's been a fun process. He's a smart kid. He's eager. Works very hard at it, um, and we've uh, meshed together well. I think my favorite moment from the Lincoln Riley presser is one that we just can't truly do justice here on the podcast because the facial expression that Lincoln Riley made when he was not asked, but basically told that his offense would take a dip was fantastic. He gets into a little defense here, but as you might be able to tell, Lincoln Riley has no plans in this offense taking a step back. Um, we don't plan on the offense dipping. Um, and then the second part of that, we, we definitely expect our defense to be better. I don't think there's any doubt. I, that's why we've recruited as hard as, we've, as we have. That's why we made some of the changes on the coaching staff that, that we've made. And, uh, you know, as we feel like there's going to be positive results behind that. And we've, what we've been able to see behind the scenes up to this point, you know, gets you encouraged and excited that both those things will happen. So uh, the expectations are very high on both sides of the ball, and we feel like we've got the right people in place to, to meet those expectations. Hey, we actually had a question looking ahead to Houston. The Sooners will open the season on Sunday, September 1st in primetime against the Houston Cougars. And even though that it's, uh, it's maybe not a familiar non-conference opponent, it's a familiar face in Dana Holgerson, who has taken over, leaving West Virginia to take over at Houston. Now the Sooners opened up their season in Lincoln Riley's first year on the road against the Cougars in Houston, but a much different world now for both teams, and obviously the Sooners get Houston at home. Yeah, no, a lot of challenges. Uh, yeah, Houston's a really good football team, uh, has been a, a really good program for the last several years, have a lot of respect for the, the players they have. Uh, you know, one of the best returning quarterbacks in the country, uh, without a doubt, uh, and, and a lot of talented players around him. And then I've got a ton of respect for, for Coach Holgerson. You know, we worked together for a long time. We've coached against each other here now for for a number of years. Uh, he does a tremendous job, has at all the stops, and I'm sure he will again at Houston. So it'll certainly be a tough opener for us. And we wrap things up with maybe what I thought was one of the uh – I think the necessary questions that you have to ask whenever you have a team that has won four straight Big 12 titles, when you have a team that hasn't lost a road game, and what are we going on now, four years? Uh, it's just it's incredible what this team has done. So how, as a head coach, do you make sure that they they maintain that fire, that they don't settle, and it's just, hey, we're going to win. It's the expectation. So you know, we'll eventually get it done. How, how do you keep that fire lit and not allow them to settle? Here's what Coach Riley had to say. Well, that's always a challenge. You know, it's, it's complacency, you know, not letting it set in. And then, you know, for returning guys, not assuming, well, it's just going to happen because it did before. And for new guys, not assuming that it's going to happen because the teams did it before, the players that, you know, when I wasn't there. And so uh, it's a new team. It's a new challenge. I, I think the expectations and standard of Oklahoma football are so high that it almost helps a little bit in a funny way. It almost helps you kind of refocus in that, yeah, the last four were great, but what about the fifth one? You know, and that's that's kind of the mindset around the program. And, and so, yeah, I, I think we've got a good culture. I think our guys understand that, you know, and have a healthy respect for how difficult each and every championship's been, uh, each and every win has been. 
and we've had to we've had to play our tails off and coach our tails off to get it done. And uh, that's how it should be in a great league like the Big 12. So. To, to do it again, to have a chance to make another run will be you know, just as difficult, if not more difficult, and it'll take everything that we have. All right, more Lincoln Riley coming up to wrap up the press conference. About a, a five-minute snippet from his interview with Sirius XM Channel 375 coming up in just a bit. But speaking of Big 12 radio, Ari Timken and Dave Archer sat down with CeeDee Lamb and Kenneth Murray. And as you might imagine, the questions about the defense for Kenneth Murray were plentiful, and obviously – Use that word again. Kenneth Murray has a chip on his shoulder to prove that this defense is going to get better. I mean, it's huge motivation, obviously. Um, being the competitors that we are as a team, you know, you want to go out there and you want to perform at a high level. Um, and when you don't do that, you know, it's, it's huge motivation that's put on your back. It's huge motivation that you want to go out there and prove people wrong. Um, and I think, you know, over the years, we know that, you know, we haven't played up to the ability that we, that we should and that, that we should play up to. Um, and so it's been, you know, good getting in there with our new staff, um, Coach, Coach Odom and Coach Grinch, and just instilling that mentality that um, what needs to be put in place to play quality, great defense in this league. Yeah, what, what's the difference been like with Alex Grinch for, for you and for this defense? I think overall he's been harping on the mentality for – just is just so amazing just how much he's harping on the mentality I think that's really the biggest thing that that I really has stuck out to me you know for him it's it's a no excuse mentality it's it's no excuses no matter what happens we, we're going to get the job done this is what the standard is this is what it's going to be yes it's hard but we can do hard things yes we mm -hmm. can go out there and we can accomplish hard things and I think you know I tell people all the time that, you know, if you're a dog, then you love playing for Alex Grinch because that's all he is. He's a dog. You know, he's going to go out there and he's going he's gonna to hunt, you know. And so, you know, it's been phenomenal being in there, being in there with, with the staff, being in there with Coach Odom. Um, you know, he's, you know, a technician, two guys that I call, you know, my biggest blessings because they came into my life. And um, it's like, it's like, wow, like they just, just everything that they've done is just I love being around them. I love the energy, the vibe that they give off. Um, you know, feel like I'm learning something new every day. Um, from both of the guys, and it's just been, you know, phenomenal. I'm, you know, I'm excited, you know, how this defense is going to perform this year. I'm excited about the position that they're going to put me in this year, how they're going to use me to so, um It's going to be great. Two big-time players for Oklahoma, C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver, and Kenneth Murray, the Big 12 preseason defensive player of the year, both juniors, and both factor in to Oklahoma getting back to the playoffs and maybe winning a national championship. Um, C.D., you're breaking in your third quarterback. <laughs> Man, you had don't. Baker, you had he had Kyler, and now comes Jalen Hurts. So for, you become that headliner. Mark, you and Marquise both over 1,000 yards a year ago, two big-time players. He's gone. You return. What have you done from a leadership standpoint to kind of help? Obviously, he comes in as a leader already, but he's got to be accepted by you guys. Tell me what you guys had to do to try to do that as a leader for you. I kind of took – like you said, uh, when you were just talking about Marquise Brown, I kind of took, like, me and him, we came in together uh, learning, having the same amount of knowledge. Uh, me and Jack, we kind of learned a lot um, our first year. So with Jet leaving, um, he left me a little note to uh, tell the little guys, and um, the young guys, and um, I try to give them the knowledge that I got my my freshman year. Uh, it was it's, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot your freshman year trying to learn the system, trying to learn coverages, trying to learn the defenses, defensive switches and everything. Uh, your freshman year is going to be the hardest year that you're going to transition, the pain, the hits, 
it's going to be a different speed. You got to keep up with everything. The playbook is just keep your head on straight. Uh, make sure you keep your same mentality, your dog mentality that you come in with, uh, that you left with your senior year of high school, and just stay focused. That's all I can tell them. Jalen, is he going to be a Heisman Trophy winner and first overall pick now? I mean, that's the overall, man. <laughs> that's the goal, right? Unbelievable. That's the goal. Uh, What's it been like, though, for you I mean, to be now be around a third guy who comes in with sort of expectations i wouldn't say those expectations are there but what's it what's it what's it like from your vantage point to be with baker be with kyler and now with jalen hurts blessed uh that's the only one word i can describe it is just blessed uh having like you said this could be the third the third one who knows man um but just for me to be in a position to have three guys like very prestigious like that i can't really describe it. it's very indescribable honestly um I, i'm not just gonna sit here and just be like oh yeah it don't really happen too many times no. uh, to too many people Freshman year coming in with Baker, man, that that guy is an unbelievable mentor. And then having K1 the next year, he, he learned a lot his freshman year in the SEC. Then he had to sit out a year. He had a long road. Uh, yeah. But obviously he overcame the ob- obstacles. And um, and with, along with Jalen, the guy who won a natty, he, he knows what it takes to win a national championship. So everything he kind of tells me, I kind of take in perspective of my own. And um, I take it and run with it. I can't say it enough. I've said it a lot. Uh, Kenneth Murray is one of my favorite Sooners of all time. Uh, Just in the way that he approaches things, the kind of person he is, there was a story that came out about how he saved a woman. Uh, I think it was from a wrecked car and gave her CPR. And after the uh, Imps and everyone got there, he kind of walked away, wasn't looking for the notoriety. That's just the kind of guy he is. And uh, I think he's going to make a huge leap this year. With Brian Odom, his inside backers coach, he's raved about him and obviously Alex Grinch coaching the defense. And you heard CeeDee Lamb to wrap that up. Uh, I can't say enough about the improvement of CeeDee Lamb, the leader that I've seen throughout his uh, first couple of seasons as an Oklahoma Sooner. Uh, he's, He's not afraid to speak up. He's more confident. And, oh, by the way, he's probably going to be a first round pick just like his buddy Marquise Brown. So good stuff from CeeDee Lamb and Kenneth Murray. All right, let's wrap things up with a guy who the athletic in their ranking of the biggest athletic freaks in college football. They had Neville Gallimore at number two and a new kind of approach for Neville Gallimore. He'll be able to uh, get free and make a few more plays as opposed to reacting. And he's fired up about Alex Grinch. Um, what I know is about Coach Grinch, he's just very intense. You know, he just is an expectation for this team, especially you know, as a defense, that he wants guys to play their best ball. And I feel like that that's big for guys like myself, you know, being playing for OU for as long as I have and just having that more uh, attack mode and just having the standard not change, you know, in terms of how aggressive and how fast you want to play. And I feel like Coach Grinch provides that. He's an intense coach, but he, he loves you up at the same time, but he's not going to let you fall. He wants you to be at your best at all costs, and I appreciate that. Now, in your defensive line and meeting room, you're going to be the guy. You're, you're the returning starter up there. And you've got some very unique skills and your, your, your strengths. Talk about some of the stuff that you do. First of all, i got some questions. What do you bench press? How much? Give me the number. Bench press, we start at 425. That's okay, right. and, and power lift? Power lift is probably, probably one of my weaker lifts, but just under 400. And squats? Oh, yeah, I start at 675. Ooh, powerful stuff. So that's what you can do. You can be disruptive inside. So what do they talk about as far as the physicality and stuff that you guys have to do to be disruptive with these offenses in the Big 12? Uh, just being relentless, you know, and being yeah. consistent. I feel like that's probably the, the biggest thing, you know, we – the Big 12 is, is huge. We go up against great offensive line, but just for me and myself, it's just 
um, being consistent, being a playmaker, you know, being somebody that guys can depend on and just being effective, playing behind the line of scrimmage and trusting my coaches and when there's an opportunity to make plays, making sure I make them. Do you feel like you guys, I don't want to say have a target, but you're picked again preseason. You won the Big 12 title last year. Do you feel like there's a lot expected of this team? Absolutely, but the thing is, what I love about this team is that we have our expectations for each other, so you don't really listen to the outside noise. We kind of just lean on each other. We, we attack every drill, every workout, um, everything we got to do as a team full on, and we know that we got to be on our best. You know, People are going to say whatever they want, positive and negative, but we got to go out and perform, and that's the, the biggest thing that we harp on, and just trust each other and enjoying the process. You guys have been in the college football playoff. You've won Big 12 titles. Is that enough? As seniors, you're breaking in a new quarterback. I'm sure you want more. Can you guys go even further this year? There's always an opportunity to do more. And, you know, especially playing this game, you, you want to win it all. And that's the expectation. That's the mindset that we have. You know, Big 12 is fun, but, you know, it's, I feel like it's a great feeling to have an opportunity to compete for the, that final game and win it all. You know, that's, that's one thing that I'm pretty sure, not only myself, everybody who plays football, college ball they want to win it all and that's that's what it is for us it's no different and for you what do you what do you feel like your strengths are of your game um i feel like you know strong guy uh you know athletic but i feel like you know especially this this year with this defense i'll be able to really show my athleticism and show my speed i feel like apart from being a strong guy i can run i can run i can run pretty fast for my size and and I got good feet, and I can't wait to show that this year. I think you're probably sub 4'8 <laughs> in the 40. <laughs> Hopefully, probably a little bit faster than that. Yeah, a little sub 4'7 maybe? Yeah, yeah, about that. Uh, 305 pounds? <laughs> uh, that's about 300. Oh, you're down a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just down. Bit, so, yeah. Bob Volsby started off the day saying, I'm glad people realize the Big 12 can also tackle. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that on defense, the Big 12 needs to take another step forward? Do you feel like people are starting to realize that it's not just about the offense in this conference? Definitely, and I feel like, you know, we're definitely uh, slept on. But I just, like I said, I don't really listen to the outside. No, I just look at it as an opportunity to play. I feel like at the end of the day, people are going to say what they want, but if you handle it on the field, you know, you take care of your business on the field, at least no doubt, no question. So that's kind of what I'm about. I just want to get on the field and play. I'm, I'm excited, you know, new defense, got my guys returning, you know, offense, I got to do some stuff. But just for me, being at the University of Oklahoma, as long as I've been and being a senior, graduated, having my final season, you know, I just can't wait to, for the opportunity to play. By the way, we should mention that Neville conversation was from the Fox Sports Oklahoma coverage. And we wrap things up with a little bit from Lincoln Riley's roundtable, essentially, that he had with Ari Timken, Dave Archer, and Dusty Dvorak. And uh, as you might imagine, I uh, Coaches as excited about this team talking to these three guys as he was talking to the hundreds of the media in attention. Just a little bit more of a pigeonhole focus here from Dusty, Ari, and Dave Archer. Good stuff with head coach Lincoln Riley. Could you even imagine having that in back-to-back -back seasons now with Jalen Hurts coming in and the success that he's already had coming to Oklahoma? Yeah, looking back on it, uh, yeah, just being consecutive years, all that, it's kind of crazy. I mean, so many things have to come together. Right. You know, for a player to win the Heisman, go first overall, all the, you know, the great teammates around him, hard work, staying healthy. I mean, there's just there's a lot that's got to happen. So for it to happen two consecutive years, it's certainly been two special players. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been pretty cool to be a part of. I think as a former QB, I, the first thing I look at is what does the offensive line look like? And you guys had an unbelievable line a year yep. ago. 
Now, Oklahoma never retools this kind of a reload scenario. I know you're really excited about the kids that are stepping in. Talk about that group and how cohesive they are right now for you. Getting better. You know, it's, uh, you know, Creed Humphrey's our lone returner, uh, and he wasn't uh, wasn't available during the spring, had a, had off-season surgery. And so uh, that, that group, it honestly may have been the best thing that could happen for us because he's, you know, he's the guy there in the middle. And, and with him not there, it kind of took away that security blanket. Then all those guys had to really figure it out on the run. And it allowed us to, to toy with a lot of different lineups, put guys in a lot of different situations, and, and, and just literally guys just having thousands of reps, which, which we needed and they needed. So started to build some continuity that way. Um, you know, I'm be excited, obviously, to throw Creed back in the mix here in August. And uh, we've gotten a couple of we've gotten a transfer uh in from virginia we're excited about some young players that this is kind of their time just like those guys that just went to the nfl it was their time a few years ago so we still got pretty high expectations there no doubt what about a wide receiver coach cd lamb stud coming back for you but you got one not two but three five-star wide receivers i was talking with cd earlier he was raving about these guys do you expect those guys to step in and be able to make an immediate impact for you yeah they'll have a chance i mean they're all they're all very talented kids they all came in uh, midterm so we had them for spring ball and it was nice to be able to get a look at them and expose them to you know what it's going to be like and typically guys that come in early make a pretty big jump during the summer um they've, they've just they've got a chance to settle in a little bit and so we're counting on those guys doing it but they they're going to have an opportunity it's not a it's not a must for us we've got some good players uh we're going to have some nice depth and competition but they're certainly talented enough to make some noise if they progress like we think they can how much does your offense change year to year? Do you change specific things about it? Do you, I mean, do you self-scout? How do you do, you know, first of all, how, how do you decide what to change and how much does it change? Uh, yeah, we certainly change. I think some of it's based on who we are, you know, and what we have. Some of it's based on what we're seeing defensively. Some of it's based on self-scout. I mean, there's a little bit of everything. Um, so try to try to keep people guessing. Big 12 Coach of the Year, uh, Lincoln Riley with us here on, on Big 12 Today, uh, Oklahoma Sooners head guy. And, uh, Lincoln, when to that end, that's the thing I think that a lot of people marvel at what you've been able to do since you came on as the OC in 15. The numbers have continued to increase, but your ability to adjust personnel-wise, the who's maybe the quarterback, your receivers. This year you're coming back with an unbelievable stable of running backs. I mean, outstanding. I mean, all of them could be the featured guy for somebody else in the country. You've got a great big guy at Grant Cal- Calcaterra that can block on the edge and catch passes. Does that help you morph into in and out whatever you want to be as far as uh, offense goes? That does, just because you don't feel like you're limited with personnel. You know, sometimes you want to do this, but you just don't have the horses to do it. And, you know, we feel like we've got enough talent at the different positions that we can just simply figure out, hey, what do we think we're going to be best at? And we can feature it and know that we've got the players to get that done. Other side of the football, Coach, uh, you got a new hire. Alex Grinch is coming as defensive coordinator. What was it about him that you liked, identified, and wanted to bring him in and make him your new guy? Mentality first. Uh, he's, a, he's a mentality guy. You know, it's anytime something goes wrong in football, you know, I, I believe half the co- half coaches think it's uh, schematic and half the coaches check mentality first. And I've always been a mentality first guy, and, and that's just my belief. Not that one's right or wrong, but we just we were very much in line there. So I love that about him and felt like that's just what we needed at this time. And then and then I yeah, loved what he did scheme wise, too. And I felt like, hey, this is Oklahoma. We, we can get a guy that, that's really darn good at both. And uh, I, I feel like we found him when it comes to recruiting. 
do you, and especially maybe the quarterback position, are you looking for something specific, specific characteristics, specific mentality? What, what are you looking for in players that you're recruiting, especially at the quarterback position? Yeah, uh, the standards are pretty high at that position, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of got to be a little bit of everything. You know, they got to have certainly the mentality, the competitiveness, leadership. Uh, they got to have the physical tools. They've got to have the drive to want to get better. Um, it's, it's a pretty high standard, you know, and our guys have done well at that position and have helped create that. Coach, how do you how do you improve your turnover ratio scenario? I know it wasn't what you wanted last year. May not even been what it was in seventeen. You were plus five there. You guys do such a great job of taking care of the ball. Yep. I'm assuming that is part of what goes on in practice. Yet those guys on the defensive side are trying to get it out. Now I know it helps your offense. How do you help your defense generate more turnovers? Yeah, I think it's all in the way you play. I mean, you know, turnovers are so much being at the right place at the right time and and effort and when you're playing great defense you tend to turn people over more and uh, because you put them in tougher situations you've got guys flying around playing physical knocking the football loose I mean that's you know uh, you know getting around the passer creating tip balls creating bad decisions and we've you know it all goes hand in hand you play better defense you're going to get more turnovers mm -hmm. you get more turnovers you're going to get better defense so you know I think with the, the, the emphasis on it, Alex and his guys have done a great job. That's a huge part of, of who they are is turning people over. And that's, that's, if anybody in the country's emphasized it more than us right now, I'd like to see it. Speed D is kind of what yeah. they like to be known for. What did you see in spring practice that gives you reason to believe that the mindset, the mentality, the playmaking is going to ratchet itself up this year? Just positive steps. I mean, I think you're, in year one of a system, you know, you're always looking for guys to take ownership. You know, it needs to not be Alex's defense. It needs to be our players' defense. They need to take it over and not – they need to get sick of watch, watching, you know, previous clips or watching other teams do it, and they need to be the ones to take it over. And so that's that's kind of been the challenge to them. And, and to do that, the staff's got to present it in the right way, and they've got to understand how this is going to make a difference, and you've got to guide them and point them in the right direction, and they've got to take it and run with it. And, yeah, you've seen positive signs that they're, that they're going to do that, and, and I think we've got the leadership and players in place for that to happen. When did you fall in love with football? What made you fall in love with football? Oh, second I played. I mean, actually, even before that, I mean, just probably watching it at home, you know, with my parents, grandparents, Thanksgiving, all that. I just always loved the game. And then when I got a chance to finally play it, I, you know, yeah, I, was, yeah, I knew that, you know, it was the best game there is. OU's outstanding football coach Lincoln Riley with us here on Big 12 today. Uh, Lincoln, I, I could see in the eyes of your players when we talked to them, uh, there's a hunter mentality. And I always am amazed that teams that are expected to play well, and at OU you guys have a standard that's second to nobody, how do you maintain that hunter's mentality because everybody's trying to come get you? That's just who we are. You know, that's, we're not going to get away from who we've been or who this program has been for so long. You know, why would you get away from it? We're going to always try to take positive steps. But that's just, you know, I feel like when you sign up to come coach or play at OU, that's just part of the deal. And uh, I felt like that was the day I walked in there to coach as the OC for the first time. So uh, our players feel the same way, and they, they've seen the, the path uh, to get to where we want to be and understand that, you know, nothing's given, that we've got to go do it again. You guys have, have made it to two straight college football playoffs. You won the Big 12 four years in a row, but the two years you've been a head coach, but you've just been a little bit short once you've gotten to the playoff. Have you identified anything that you guys need to do to take that next step, to not just make it, but win a game there and potentially win a national championship? Yeah, I, I don't think it's real complicated. I mean, I think you, when you play 
best teams in the country, the margin for error is so thin. Mm. And we've, we've in all three of the playoff games that we've been in, we've had some stretches in all of them that we've played well, and we've been just agonizingly close to winning all three of them, you know. And, and uh, so we, you know, it's we know we have to play a little bit better, and then we've also got to continue to just improve so that the margin for error for us is a little bit smaller too. And mm. so that's, uh, I think we're taking steps to do it and just want to keep putting ourselves in position to get it done. So that'll do it. For this Big 12 Media Day recap edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, again, we've got more audio we're going to share. My drop it uh, over the weekend, and and I also wanted to add to it, if, if you want to hear a little bit more in depth, if you want to hear from Bob Bowlesby, get some perspective on some of the new rules and how they're going to be enforced and the change in the targeting rule that's out there, hit me up on Twitter, at OU on the air, and we'll put out another special podcast later in the weekend. Until then, man, everyone have a great week. Football's getting here. It's closer than you can imagine. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.